Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. This is the Imperfect Buddha Podcast, the podcast that dares to think differently. Hosted by two terrible Brits, that's me, Matthew O'Connell, and my co-host, Stuart Baldwin. Each episode features a guest interview on topical matters concerning Western Buddhism and spirituality in general, or a lively discussion between the hosts, mixing insight with banter. You can find us on Twitter and Facebook, download all episodes for free at SoundCloud, and find out more, as well as lots of writings on topics explored in the episodes, by visiting our dedicated site, posttraditionalbuddhism.com. The Imperfect Buddha Podcast recommends O'Connell Coaching. Yes, that's still me, if you wish to work with any of the themes that have come up throughout these episodes. Find out more at O'ConnellCoaching.com. Welcome to the Imperfect Buddha Podcast for this Insight Seminar short, A.K. Thompson. How are you today? Very well, thank you. Great. So why don't we start off with this? Why, why did you get involved with Insight Seminars? Well, I have to confess that I didn't really know that they were happening until a couple of months ago when I noted that they were putting on a seminar with Cindy Milstein, who's going to be talking about anarchism and its aspirations. I'd been following Milstein's work for a long time, and so it seemed great that this was happening. Uh, as a result, I ended up looking into the Insight seminars, and they seemed really intriguing to me, uh, both in terms of the people who were being hosted, the discussions that were being had, but then also the way that it was trying to position itself kind of between the library and the street, drawing on scholarly discussions, but also making them available for community members or broader audiences. That really appealed to me, and it seemed uh, to coincide with my own work, my own interests. And so as a result of that, I reached out, and it seemed like a good fit. So I'm very happy to be doing this seminar coming up. Yeah, it's interesting. So tell us a little bit about your professional background. Well, officially, I'm a sociologist. I got a PhD in sociology from York University in Toronto, um, but it was always a slightly strange fit. My interest in going into academia rose largely as a result of my involvement in social movements and political struggles. And I realized that there were a whole number of questions that arose in the context of movement organizing that we didn't have immediate or obvious answers to. And so I felt compelled to try to find answers to those questions. And that's what led me uh, to a more uh, rigorous engagement with the scholarship and social movements. And that's what led me to sociology. Currently, I'm a visiting professor of social movements and social change at Ithaca College in New York. So what, what would be some of the core questions then that drive both your professional work, but also your, your personal pursuit of the sorts of topics you'll be exploring in the workshop? I think for me, the fundamental question is, how do we win? How do people who are committed to 
struggling for a better world when founded in justice and equality go about winning in the face of such terrible hardship, terrible oppression, and such adverse conditions for political struggle. So that's really, for me, the fundamental question. I think following from that, there are a number of sub-questions that are equally important. Um, one of these might be, you know, what it means to be political today. I think for a lot of people, especially through the course of the 20th century, the understanding of what politics meant was really limited to demand-based politics, representational politics, or electoral politics. And yet the history of struggle alerts us to the fact that there's a whole political field beyond that. And so I think coming to a clearer understanding of what it means to be political is really important right now. And we can learn a lot from movements in struggle when we think about that question. Other questions that I think are important include how we might learn from the past or how we, how we might recognize the unresolved dimensions of the past as they play out in the present, how these unresolved dimensions produce both challenges, but also opportunities for social change. And so that's one of the major questions that I've been thinking about in my current research. So the title of the workshop you'll be leading is called The Culture of Revolt. And perhaps in part, you, you've already answered this question, but why did you choose this topic for this particular seminar? I've been thinking about the culture of revolt as a kind of encapsulation of these various questions. Um, I think it, it as a topic, it brings them together in important ways. And I think we can think about the culture of revolt in three distinct but interrelated ways. The first is that movements in struggle themselves have a culture, a manner of proceeding, a set of habits. And that culture can tell us not only about the movement, but also about the social situation in which it finds itself. Uh, similarly, movements in struggle produce material culture. They produce uh, artifacts of various kinds. And I've been particularly interested in visual culture, uh, both as a means of struggle, but also as a kind of symptomatic expression of the characteristics of movements themselves. In other words, what can we learn from movements by looking at uh, their visual culture, their, their material artifacts? And then finally, there's this broader encapsulating sense that we might think about culture, where culture refers to the culture that movements struggle within. And here we might think of mainstream culture or popular culture. This kind of culture needs to be considered both as a terrain of struggle um, and a field of struggle, but also a set of opportunities that sometimes we relate to in effective ways and sometimes we relate to a little less effectively. Um, so one of the major questions for me when thinking about the culture of revolt is how can we relate to these different manifestations of culture uh, in order to become alerted to the challenges and opportunities uh, that we confront and how we might use those to clarify our political strategies going forward. So what challenges do you think this topic will bring to those who attend the seminar? Well, I suppose it depends who ends up attending the seminar, but I can see a few challenges that we might um, we might confront. The first is that 
for good reason, people who are involved in political struggle, who are involved in social movements can often become very protective of our scenes. So the idea of, you know, putting movement culture on the couch, so to speak, can seem uh, a little uh, a little threatening. It can lead to a bit of defensiveness. Uh, and yet when we begin to look at uh, some of the dynamics within movement culture, we can see that oftentimes it works at cross purposes with the aims that we um, that we aspire to achieve. More generally, though, I think when we're looking at culture from a political standpoint, we have to begin to decouple what we might think of as its manifest expression uh, from the latent implications of the cultural forms themselves. Uh, if we think that you know, the, the culture in the present is shaped by all of the unresolved dynamics that have accumulated in our past, and then they find expression in contemporary culture in various ways, then one of the things we have to do is figure out how to uh, unpack the present iteration so that we can begin to see those dynamics and begin to relate to those dynamics more directly. But that requires a, a kind of analytic scrutiny that might be unfamiliar uh, to some of the participants, but it's something that we'll be able to practice doing together. So what do you think people might get out of this um, at the end of the seminar? What can they take away? One of the things that I hope people take out of it is that uh, is a new awareness of strategic possibilities, of possibilities with respect to alliances across uh, the divide that sometimes separates movement cultures from mainstream cultures. Um, and also, I think, I hope that people begin to see popular culture itself as a kind of repository or accumulation of the unresolved tensions of the past, that the manifest forms of culture in the present can be unpacked in that way. And that can give us a new insight into the dynamics of our world. And for those of us in struggle, this is uh, strategically useful, I think. But more broadly, I think that it it can give people a greater appreciation of why things end up manifesting in the way that they do. So which figures and texts are central in the exploration of this topic? Well, I've been very inspired when thinking about these questions by the whole tradition of critical theory, uh, which is sometimes referred to as Western Marxism, uh, associated with groups like the Frankfurt School. Uh, and in particular, I'm indebted to the work of Walter Benjamin, uh, who has begun to feel a bit like a lifelong companion. Um, and so uh, certainly I think that the the shock in books uh, collections, illuminations, and reflections, which came out in 1968 and 78, have been of great service to uh, English language readers just to get a, a sense of what's going on in, uh, in, that in, you know, in that intellectual tradition and in Benjamin's work. Um, and then within that, I think, especially for me, the, the essay on the concept of history and also his expose for the Arcades Project, which took the form of the essay, Paris Capital of the 19th Century, provides a really useful set of 
methodological tools for thinking about the past and thinking about culture in this way. Another important text within that oeuvre includes the section of the Arcades project, which was his um, large but incomplete project that he hadn't finished by the end of his life. Um, the section in uh, what's known as convolute N, where he looks at theories of knowledge and theories of progress, provides really, really useful methodological tools for thinking about the past and thinking about culture in this way. And so for me, those are important reference points for guiding this discussion. Okay, so these will be central areas and texts that you'll be using within the seminar, I imagine. Will there be any others that you might want to mention? Well, one of the things that I'm hoping to do with the seminar is that rather than doing a deep dive, doing a deep exegetical reading of Benjamin's work, I'm interested primarily in giving people the tools to operationalize it. So rather than focusing on these primary texts, I'll be focusing instead on a collection of essays that I recently put out called Premonitions, Selected Essays on the Culture of Revolt that's inspired by Benjamin's work and that was released by AK Press in December of 2018. And so we'll have an opportunity to look at my various attempts to put this work into practice, doing not just uh, analysis, but attempts to operationalize Benjamin's perspective in order to uh, guide movement debates and guide movement struggles to see if there are ways that we might get pa uh, beyond current cultural impasses within movement struggles. Uh, so the emphasis in the seminar will be workshopping procedures by which this might, might be accomplished. And so the reference point will be my own my own efforts to try to do that collected in um, collected in premonitions. And who do you think would get the most out of this this seminar? Just out of interest, is it primarily people who are already involved in some form of activism, or or a broader type of person? I think that my hope is that people who are involved in political struggle will find this to be of use, uh, but I, I feel like it has a much broader utility as well. I think many people right now are living through the experience of knowing that our current situation is untenable and that crisis seems increasingly inevitable. And so figuring out how to orient to the world in the moment when it seems um, like it's on the precipice of becoming ruins means that I think the opportunity for people to gain from thinking in Benjaminian terms uh, has increased dramatically. And so my sense is that people who are committed to making sense of the current impasses that we're feeling more broadly as a result of the, the kind of accumulation of catastrophes in our present, that they will get something out of this as well. Great. And finally, uh, when and where is it? So the Insight Seminar is taking place on Saturday, February 23rd. It'll run from 9 a.m. to 1 p.m. And it'll be at Culture Works in Philadelphia at uh, 1315 Walnut Street. And I understand that it's got a scalable um, cost, so people can pay what they can. That's right. $90 as well, which is great. 
And for those listening, if you'd like to know more, you can go to the InsightSeminars.com website, and that's Insight, I-N-C-I-T-E. And finally, A.K. Thompson, where can people find out a little bit more about your your work if they want to know more? So copies of Premonitions are available on the AK Press website. That would be a great place to start. And then some of my other works published by AK Press are there as well. Great. Well, have a great seminar and thank you for speaking to us on the podcast. It was a pleasure. Thank you very much. Thank you.